Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, today is our third session. Bi'ithnillah, we'll be looking at the third juz and going over some of the stories Allah Jalla wa Ala mentioned in this juz. When we look over the third juz, we find that there's quite a few stories. We've tried to pick out at least, at least six or seven. Bismillah. Allah Jalla wa Ala speaks about the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. He speaks about the story of Zakariya alayhi salam, the story of Maryam. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, Shaykhna? Alhamdulillah, all well. How are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, I'm good. Alhamdulillah, how was the first fast? It was interesting. Uh, actually, it's been quite easy here in Zimbabwe. We have, say, uh, 12 hours, maybe 13 hours of fasting. So it's quite easy, alhamdulillah. How's things your side? Alhamdulillah, all well, this side also. I think, uh, as we mentioned before in a previous session, we've just got to accept what uh, situation we're in and try to make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, mashallah, the, the, the fasts are quite easy. And I think fasting actually uh, strengthens you if you eat right. You know, you feel uh, your, your energy is boosted during the fast. Now, I know some countries are fasting 20 hours, 19 hours. That's difficult for them. But uh, uh, of course, the ajr is, is great with Allah. Allah make it easy. Sheikh, today we've got quite a few stories to cover in the third juz. So inshallah, we'll begin. When we uh, look in the third juz, we find Allah Jalla wa Ala, before the stories, there is Ayatul Kursi. And this ayah is the greatest verse in the Quran. Thereafter, Allah Jalla wa Ala speaks about the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam and his encounter with the king. Allah Jalla wa Ala says how this king and Ibrahim alayhi salam had a debate. Alam tara ila alladhi hajja Ibrahim fi rabbih an ataahu Allah al-mulk. إِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّيَ الَّذِي يُحْيِي وَيُمِيتِ Ibrahim said that Allah Jalla wa Ala is the one who gives life and death. And this king said that he could give life and death and it is mentioned that he brought two people and he killed one of them and he let one of them live. So Ibrahim السلام, then responded to him. قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْتِي بِالشَّمْسِ مِنَ الْمَشْرِقِ فَأْتِي بِهَا مِنَ الْمَغْرِقِ Allah Jalla wa Ala is the one who brings the sun from the east. So you bring it from the west. Shafana, what stood out for you in this story? You know, the fact that Ibrahim والسلام, didn't respond to this king with a, an answer when he said that I give life and I give death and he brought this foolish you know, situation before the people where he allowed one person to live, he killed off another person and said, I'm the one who gives life and gives death. <laughs> the fact that he didn't respond to that by arguing with him teaches us something. We need to... Uh, understand that how did he respond and how did he go about it? He immediately told him that Allah brings the sun from the east, so bring it from the west. So this person was completely destroyed. The king had no answer. He was speechless. He didn't know what to say and what to do. So he destroyed his argument very intellectually and didn't engage with a foolish person who didn't know what he was saying and had a foolish argument in the first place. So it teaches us when somebody is telling you something wrong, something bad, something evil, or they saying something foolish about you or another person or a situation, don't start to argue with that person and engage in more foolery, if, I, if, I, if that's the correct word. 
but rather yeah, draw yeah. a straight line next to that jagged line draw a very straight line and then just leave it for the people to see that this is straight and that's jagged and let go of it you know exactly as you mentioned the point i took from this story is similar when we come to debating or talking with people even at times when you want to we wouldn't say argue in a bad way but there's a way to do it there's a way that you come out you present what you have to present ibrahim alayhi salam he simply said qala ibrahim fa inna allah ya'ti bil-shams min al-mashriq fa'ti biha min al-maghrib and before that he said allah is the one who gives life and death he didn't argue with him and insult his intellect directly to say that you are like this and you are like this and how can't you see no there's a way to get there there's an approach you have to use yes you know the ayah actually tells us wa idha khatabahumul jahiluna qalu salama they say salam uh, peace when the ignorant ones address them so we need to learn more of this and if there's a beautiful way in which to respond we respond otherwise leave it and carry on there's no benefit in that argument uh, i think moving moving on to the next uh, story we've got uh, quite a few today uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about a man that passed by a city and this man was from banu israel he passed by a village aw kalladhi marra ala qaryatin wa hiya khawiyatun ala urushiha this city or this village was on its knees basically meaning the roofs were fallen down it was in ruin completely so he began to think to himself that how will allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring all of this back to life qala anna yuhyi hadhihi allah ba'da mawtiha fa'amataha allah 100 fa'amatahu allah 100 'amin thumma ba'atha so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused him to die for a hundred years and then he brought him back to life qala kam labist then it was said to him that how long did you live for qala labistu yawman aw ba'd yawm i lived for a day or more than a day qala bal labista mi'ata 'am but you lived for a hundred years tanzur ila ta'amika wa sharabika lam yatasanna so look at your food and your drink it has not grown old this is a profound story at the end of it the man says a'lamu anna allah ala kulli shay'in qadir i know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do anything and everything what can we learn from this i think for me what stood out or what lesson i derived from this is the very last ayah wherein he says qala a'lamu anna allah ala kulli shay'in qadir allah jalla wa ala is able to do everything he is all powerful there is nothing impossible for him to do and this teaches us yes at times we are in difficult situations we do believe that allah is merciful and allah helps and allah is with the patient people but one of the first things you have to acknowledge is that allah is able to you know remove this problem and this difficulty he is ala kulli shay'in qadir yes yes absolutely you know when you know that allah is all capable then you know that the being you calling out to will most definitely help alleviate your problems give you the help that you want etc but if you don't believe that in the first place then how are you going to uh, achieve anything you you actually insulting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by doubting certain qualities of him etc um i find that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says qala kam labist he says how long did you live so this man responded by saying yawman aw ba'd yawm one day or part of a day so he had thought that he only stayed there or in that uh, scenario having died 
He was only dead for only one day or part of a day. Yet he was questioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He didn't even know that he had lived or he had been dead for a hundred years. Yet he was questioning Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. So we need to understand our place in relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember that you as insan, when you look at something, for you it may be impossible, for you you may not be able to do it. But for Allah, anything and everything is possible, even though you in your small mind may not understand it because your mind is limited and it cannot go beyond a certain degree and level. So this man, it was not for him to begin to question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is displayed by the fact that he didn't even know how long he was uh, dead for and how long he was gone. Yes, as you mentioned, the Mufassirin, they differ as to who this man was. Was he a pious person wanting to know what Allah did? Or was he somebody who doubted Allah? For those who want more detail, they could go to the books of Tafsir. Moving on, Allah Jalla wa ala in the very next ayah speaks about Ibrahim alayhi salam again. A similar story to the previous story when it comes to resurrection. Allah, Allah Jalla wa ala says, sorry. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ أَرِنِي كَيْفَ تُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى Ibrahim alayhi salam asking Allah Jalla wa ala. He believed that Allah will bring people back and resurrect them, but he wanted to see it to increase in his yaqeen and conviction. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ أَرِنِي كَيْفَ تُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى قَالَ أَوَلَمْ تُؤْمِنْ قَالَ بَلَى وَلَا كِلْ يَطْمَئِنَّ قَلْبِي Allah Jalla wa Ala then instructs him قَالَ فَخُذْ أَرْبَعَةً مِنَ الطَّيْرِ Take four types of birds فَصُرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ ثُمَّ جَعَلْ عَلَى كُلِّ جَبَلٍ مِّنْهُنَّ جُزْءَ ثُمَّ دْعُهُنَّ يَأْتِينَكَ سَعِيَ Basically cut them all up and put them in four different places scattered in the mountains then call out to them here he's cut them up put them in different places they are dead call them and they will rush back to you Shekhana what stood out for you? you know in this whole situation, we know that Ibrahim والسلام, didn't doubt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all whatsoever. He was a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was uh, one of the greatest prophets. But he wanted to increase in his Iman. And this is why we find that Rabbi Arini kayfa mawta, And he hadn't seen this. So when it comes to Yaqeen, and conviction in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there's levels of conviction. So one is to know that something happens. You know that it happens, but you haven't seen it happening. When you see it happen happening, then you are increased in conviction. So he wanted to be increased in that conviction. So he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why when Allah says that, don't you believe? Then he says, Bala, I most definitely believe. Uh, but for my heart to be at peace, meaning when you have more iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the way I understand this, that your heart will be more at peace and at ease. So that is the second level. And the last level they say is when of, of yaqeen is when you interact with something and you actually physically interact with it, then at that point, that is definitely the highest level of yaqeen. So uh, for example, we've heard of Yawmul Qiyamah and you, you, you know that it exists. And then you reach a point where you get or you die. You get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your qiyamah has started. At that point, you've seen and you've interacted with it. You know now that it's real and it definitely is there. So 
not all of us are always fortunate enough to see how something of the unseen happens or how something of that which is not in our knowledge happens, but we need to increase our iman and our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regardless. As you mentioned before, iman increases and decreases. So the more good deeds you do, your iman increases. And if a person commits a sin, then his iman goes down. For me, what stood out is when Allah Jalla wa'ala ends off the ayah by saying, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ Again, the names of Allah Jalla wa'ala. We must pay attention to these names. There's a story mentioned, then Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions his name or his attribute and quality. Sometimes when he mentions a hukum, halal or haram, he also mentions this. In the previous story, we saw how Allah is able to do all things. In the story, we also see that. And he says, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ He's able to do everything. He is powerful and mighty. At the same time, Hakim. He is wise, all wise, all knowing. So things, yes, he's able to do everything, but it happens at his time when he decides. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, moving on to the next uh, story, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذْ قَالَتِ امْرَأَةُ عِمْرَانَ رَبِّ إِنِّي نَذَرْتُ لَكَ مَا فِي بَطْنِي مُحَرَّرًا فَتَقَبَّلْ مِنِّي When the wife of Imran uh, said that I have pledged that which is in my belly for you, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, muharraran, which will be a sacred child, fataqabbal minni, so accept from me, innaka anta sami'ul alim, indeed you are the all-hearing and the all-knowing. Now we all know that this was the child Maryam who was born uh, to this lady. Now, what, what, what stands out for you in this? In the very next verse, Allah Jalla wa Ala says, فَلَمَّا وَضَعَتْهَا When she gave birth, قَالَتْ رَبِّ إِنِّي وَضَعْتُهَا أُنْثَى I've actually given birth to a female. They thought that it would be a male and he would, in some of the riwayat, he would be able to stay in Baytul Maqdis, be in i'tikaf and serve the masjid and worship Allah. They thought it would be a male. And then she says that I've given birth to a female. How will it happen? And what stands out for me is sometimes we wish for a boy, we wish for a girl. Sometimes your child, you've got a child on the way and it's taken away, it passes away before it's born. Allah Jalla wa'ala knows why he did this. Allah Jalla wa'ala should not be questioned. Look at how Maryam alayhi salam eventually grew up and she gave birth to another Nabi of Allah. So this teaches us what the children Allah has granted you, whether they're boys, whether they're girls, he hasn't given you. We should be patient, carry on making dua, and understand that it is from the wisdom of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Yes, you know, two things here. Uh, number one, we find that through that which they felt was actually a negative, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the very goal that they wanted. Not only was it khair and goodness, but they were aiming for something, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delivered it to them through another means. So uh, they wanted a male child, but not realizing that through the female child, they achieved exactly what they wanted. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them that child. Imagine that child went on to be uh, Maryam, who gave birth to Isa, one of the greatest of the Anbiya, alayhimu salatu wasalam. Uh, and imagine the benefit that these people have achieved and uh, perhaps continue to achieve from that child that they uh, gave birth to. Yet they thought at the time that a male child is not like a female child. Uh, so 
they, they actually thought that it was something that they didn't understand. But at the same time, they submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and achieved what they wanted. Uh, so I had mentioned two points. Number one, that was the point. And number two, I, I seen, it seems to have slipped my mind. So let's uh, continue. You know, the same point you mentioned where they got what they wanted, not only what they wanted, Allah gave them even more than they wanted. This young girl who was born, Maryam alayhi salam, was then taken under the care of the Zakaria alayhi salam, another prophet of Allah. He looked after her. It's mentioned in the next verse, كُلَّمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهَا زَكَرِيَّ الْمِحْرَابَ وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رِزْقَ To put it into perspective, Zakaria alayhi salam was an old man. His wife was barren. He couldn't have children. Every time he would enter into the mihrab, the place of worship, he would find Maryam with fruit, fresh fruit. She was still a child. Ask, so he asks her, where did you get this, O Maryam? وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رِزْقَ قَالَ يَا مَرْيَمُ أَنَّا لَكِ هَذَا قَالَتْ هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ It is from Allah. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ Allah sustains, he grants whoever, whomsoever he wishes, you know, without any limit. From this, for me, what stood out, two things. Number one is when Zakaria alayhi salam saw Maryam with a gift, with a bounty. Obviously, he was a Nabi of Allah. He wasn't jealous. He immediately made dua in the next story, as we'll see. He asked Allah to grant him also. In today's world, when we see somebody who has something, we shouldn't be jealous. We should actually make dua and ask Allah Jalla wa to grant us also that or more. Shaykhana, what stood out for you? This is the dua of Zakaria, right? Uh, basically, the, the fruit. Yes, he then made the dua. Yes, so uh, when he made the dua, what I find is that he, he actually saw something good and he immediately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hunalika at that point, da'a Zakaria rabbah. Uh, Zakaria immediately called out to his Rabb. Qala rabbi habli min ladunka dhurriyatan tayyibah. That, oh my Rabb, Give me a good progeny. Indeed, you are the one who hears the prayers. When a person calls out, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears. So at that juncture, he had seen what Maryam, what had happened with the mother of Maryam, Hannah. And he saw what was going on. He saw that she had so much rizq and so much goodness in her life. That she had this child with her. And that didn't make him jealous at all it actually made him call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the same because he wanted goodness in his life as well. And he says, I want good progeny as well because he saw the goodness that would come from this. So without taking away from her and being jealous of her, he wanted goodness as well. There's nothing wrong with doing this in our lives. In the same way, you see someone performing salah all the time, reading Quran all the time. Uh, you see someone giving sadaqah and charity. You see someone who has a lot of wealth and they use this for goodness. You ask Allah to grant them barakah and at the same time grant you as well. And interestingly, when you make dua for that person, the angels are also saying ameen for you. So the dua for that person is a dua for you. And at the same time, you call out specifically for yourself as well. He called out and we know what happened. He was granted Yahya, who was a great Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. You know, one of the most powerful points I read when it came to this story, at the end of the story, Zakaria alayhi salam asks for a sign. 
he basically asked Allah Jalla wa ala to show him a sign. Allah then says he's able to do it. He then says that your sign will be you will not be able to speak to the people. Basically, you won't be able to speak. You'll only be able to signal to them. Some of the Mufassirin mention that if you look at this, you find that Zakaria in the beginning, he's an old person. His wife is barren. There is no apparent reason for him to get a child. When we look at something, we always say this happened because of this reason. Here, there's no apparent reason. At the end, Allah Jalla wa'ala says that you will not be able to speak. The, the tongue is a means of speaking. So here, the reason is apparent. But Allah Jalla wa'ala says you will still not be able to speak. And from this, we learn at times Allah gives even if the reason is not present or the means is not present. And at times, Allah Jalla wa'ala prevents you from getting something, even if the means or even if that reason is present. Wow, that's a top point. Uh, I, I didn't ever actually think of that, subhanAllah. That, that's solid, you know. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant you even if you, uh, even if there are no means present. Uh, that, that's a very, very good point because a lot of times people look at it and say, you know, how am I going to get this and how, how am I going to achieve that? Uh, not actually understanding that nothing is impossible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think uh, moving on to the next story, إِذْ قَالَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ يَا مَرْيَمُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُبَشِّرُكِ بِ What is it? إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُبَشِّرُكِ بِكَلِمَةٍ مِّنْهُ اسْمُهُ الْمَسِيحُ عِيسَى بْنُ مَرْيَمَ وَجِيهًا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَمِنَ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ That when the malaika told Maryam that Allah is giving you a word from him اسمه المسيح عيسى بن مريم His name is the Messiah the Isa, the son of Mary, Wajihan uh, dunya, he will be very distinguished in this dunya. And in the akhirah and from amongst those who are close to you, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, what stood out for you with the with regards to the birth of Isa alayhi salatu was salam? So at the beginning of the story, Allah Jalla wa ala through the angel tells Maryam alayhi salam, inna Allah astafaki wa tahharaki wa astafaki ala nisa'il alameen. Allah jalla wa ala has chosen you, specified you. Thereafter, Allah jalla wa ala says, ya Maryam uqnuti li rabbiki wasjudi warka'i ma'ar raki'in. After telling her she's been chosen, he then tells her to carry out ibadat, increase in worship. And this teaches us, you know, there's no end to it. You can never reach the top. No matter how pious you may seem, there is still more that you can do. Here, Maryam salam is told that she has been chosen. After that, she's told to perform more ibadah or carry out more acts of worship. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, something that stood out for me was that Isa والسلام, was Isa ibn Maryam. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he was the son of Maryam. He didn't have a father. Yet he went on to become a great personality in history. He did This didn't stop him from becoming a great human being. And not only that, we find that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also was born and his father had passed away. His mother passed away during his childhood. 
yet he became a very, very, uh, in fact, the best of creation. And he became a personality that nobody can match. So the fact that you don't have one of your parents, either or, doesn't mean that you should now make that as an excuse for you not to achieve in life or to become a failure in life, but rather understand that you can become a great personality, like how these Anbiya became great personalities. Of course, we are not saying that you can become a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Nubuwa stopped. But it should teach you a lesson that that shouldn't hold you back and that shouldn't be an excuse for you not to achieve. Don't look at yourself as a, a person that is underprivileged, even though you may be. Uh, because the minute you do that, what you're actually doing is you're giving yourself a chance not to achieve. And as a result, most likely you won't. You know, some of the scholars mention that a lot of the ulama, the senior scholars, yes, we saw Rasulullah was an orphan. His father passed away before he was born. Also, many of the ulama, they were orphans. Their fathers had passed away or their parents had passed away when they were very young. So in fact, the, those are stories you can read if you are in that situation or even if you are not. Read, understand, and learn from them. Shekhana, is there anything else we could mention or could we move on to the last story? Basically, in the last story, uh, after Allah Jalla wa'ala speaks about the birth of Isa alayhi salam, he speaks about some of his signs and he speaks about some of the miracles he was given. We must remember that when it comes to the Anbiya of Allah, Allah Jalla wa'ala gave them miracles that were suitable for their time. So we find that for example, at the time of Isa alayhi salam, medicine had progressed. So Allah Jalla wa'ala gave them a miracle which was similar or for them to understand Isa alayhi salam was able to bring the dead back to life. And he was given so many other things. So Allah Jalla wa'ala could show the people that yes, you may have advanced, but this is something completely different. There is no answer that you have for this except to submit. And this shows us even at the time of uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the Quran, there is a challenge. Who is able, if you reject the Quran, try and come with something similar or believe. And up to today, you find Allah Jalla wa'ala sends things. For example, uh, the current crisis we are going on, the whole world has come to a standstill. There are certain things that happen to show that, oh, insan, there are things that are beyond your control. You should submit. But basically what Sheikh Ibrahim was saying is somebody in the comments had mentioned that they could not have children. So he said that obviously, look at the story of Zakaria alayhi salam, have hope in Allah Jalla wa'ala, he can give. And at the same time, you must accept the decree of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Sometimes he doesn't give you children for a reason. And this reason is well beyond what we understand. Wait for Sheikh Ibrahim. Uh, Alhamdulillah, this was the last story before this happened. We covered quite a few stories. We covered the story of Ibrahim السلام, with the king. We covered the story of the man who Allah resurrected after 100 years. We covered the story of the birds, how Allah showed Ibrahim السلام, resurrection. And we also covered the story of Maryam السلام, Zakaria السلام, how Maryam was born, Zakaria السلام, how he was granted a child. Thereafter, we looked at the story of Isa alayhi salam and some of the miracles he was given. Uh, we apologize for the audio. Inshallah, tomorrow we will discuss the last story. Alhamdulillah, we were able to discuss six of the stories. 
and uh, I just wait for Sheikh Ibrahim to come in again. Maybe we'll touch on the last story of Isa alayhi salam today, or we will touch on it tomorrow, bi'ithnillah. Inshallah, tomorrow we will cover this story, the last story, which was the story of Isa alayhi salam and the stories of the fourth juz. We apologize and uh, inshallah we'll try to upload the video to YouTube, bi'ithnillah, and we'll cover what we missed out. We ask Allah Jalla wa ala to grant us all goodness and beneficial knowledge. At the same time, make the most of the opportunity in the month of Ramadan to recite the Quran. If you are able to memorize it, memorize it. If you are able to revise, go over it. And also read in the tafasir, the meaning, ponder over these verses. We ask Allah Jalla wa ala to grant us all goodness. I think I'll end it off here. Bi'ithnillah, see you tomorrow. We ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to grant us all goodness. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.